A fresh scandal has rocked the NRL on the eve of the code season opener with two Bulldogs players stood down. The playing career of Ben Barber is in tatters this morning, possibly over. From footy whiz kid to bad boy, football star Todd Carney. It's what I'm known for. It's not Todd Carney, it's the bubbler. Mitchell Pearce was filmed engaging in a lewd act involving a dog. Yeah, I'd just like to reservedly apologise to everyone for my actions. Jared, are you concerned you're going to jail today? Tonight is the first night Hayne will spend behind bars, where he will remain until at least 2025. If you think Kane Evans taping up his hand to write the C-bomb on it is funny, then you listen to the right podcast. It is the Dummy M with B-Row and T-Dog. I am B-Row, co-captaining the Millennium Falcon with me today, my very good friend T-Dog. How are you, buddy? Wonderful as always, B-Row. Did you have a great week? Yes, definitely a great week. Loving the footy. Uh, we're back with crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, three rounds to go, I believe, until finals. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Very exciting. And on today's show, we've got lots of great stuff. So our three Dummy M nominees this week are Gutho's contract negotiations, Kane Evans and Will Chambers. We've also got another comedian who's caught in lockdown, Rob Andrews from Sydney. Yep, and joined as always by the Burn Unit, Julia Wilson, Mick Meredith and Wally Sattler, all your favourites on the Dummy M podcast. But let's kick things off straight away. Who's our first nominee this week, T-Dog? First nominee is Gutho's Contract Negotiations. Okay, we're talking about the Parramatta Eels. They are my team, so I thought I'd bring up their theme song. And that pretty much sums up where the Eels are at right now. Tell us all about these contract negotiations, because I know it's been a huge topic of conversation across all the media outlets this week. Absolutely has. And uh, there seems to be two different sides to the story, to no one's surprise, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Gutho's contract is up. He's apparently looking for a certain amount of money. Uh, The manager is heavily involved and Parramatta are apparently playing a bit of hardball. They're they're saying, well, we're not sure if we're willing to pay this much. Okay, so I know they were talking about it on NRL 360 this week Mm. and it's the hardball aspect they were covering. It's already been leaked that Gutherson's asked for a million dollars a year and to Hoops' point, he's strongly aligned to Brad Arthur, the head coach. He's asked for a million dollars a year. So if it turns up ugly in that respect... That's garbage, though, Kenny. I don't think that's right that he's asking for a million dollars. But that's my point. That's my point. I spoke to Sam Ayub last night, who managed him, and said, mate, we haven't got the figures yet. So where's that coming from? This is the point. that that we had last time when Gutherson was being... um, when negotiating with the club last time and stories started being leaked in the media that he had dodgy knees. And it was their their attempt to lowball him. So we're not really talking about Gutho here. We're not saying it's Gutho. We're saying it's the negotiations, aren't we? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, we are. And what a surprise that it's all been leaked. Mm. You know, football managers, rugby league managers seem to run this game now. Okay, so if they're not getting what they believe their player is worth, because let's face it, they make a percentage of that, they want more. Okay, they create the whole leak. So I believe, oh, we've got six clubs interested and all of a sudden it becomes a bit of, bit of a bidding war. Mm. Do you think there are six clubs interested in Gutho <laughs> at, at present? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I know he's an Eels man. I am obviously a Broncos fan yep. and also a Queenslander and I would happily have him on my side. Yeah. I, I think he is that good. He is incredibly talented, and I do think he's been wrongly targeted here. Now, I do recall a couple of years back, he made the comment that he wants to be the first $1 million player. 
Now, so there is him saying that in the ether that's out there, but I really think this time it's both the club and the management are having this little infight here. Uh, and I think he's wrongly being targeted. But at the same time, I love that the, basically the club said, how about we just put the contract negotiations on hold and let's talk about it after the season. So to me, I read that like, after you've captained us to seventh spot, let's talk money uh, because they're not performing well at the moment. And if you're, you want to be worth a million dollars, your team at least has to make it deep into the finals. You have to be doing things like being in the top three of the Dallium or regularly punch Cameron Munster, like stuff that does community yeah. good out there, <laughs> you know, those sort of things. But I just think at the moment, as much passion as he has, he's in every tackle, mm. he saves so many tries, and he scores and he sets up tries. And he's he, got that little sexy dance. He, when he does, you know, yeah. yep, he does. He's got all that going on. Unfortunately, the team's not firing, so I think that hurts him in terms of if he was asking for a million dollars. I'm not sure if you're actually your theory's right there, B-Row, because... Daly Cherry Evans has been on about a million dollars a year and Manly have been rubbish for the past six years until <laughs> this year and it's not even him, it's Turbo that are carrying him across the line. So I will challenge that. Who did, what was that little team that he was captaining? What was that team called? It oh, was, um, was it Queensland? <laughs> yeah, oh, then again they lost. <laughs> yeah, they lost this year. <laughs> Look, it's time for comedian Julia Wilson with a weekly sports roundup, so let's check it out. Welcome back to the Dummy M Podcast News Headlines Roundup with a very hungover J-Dub today. If I have to duck off during this piece, you'll understand why. We're going to start today with Appy Corusau cheating on his smoking hot wife. Now, we knew that he had cheated on his wife because we knew that he had been found guilty of sneaking a woman into Origin Camp, but I only just recently saw a photo of said smoking hot wife. This decision-making process of Appy's is about as smart as me chasing five margaritas last night with some red wine. The man's an idiot and so am I and I don't feel very well, let me tell you. Phil Gould has come up with a plan to save rugby league by having a summer comp so that younger players can get some field time. Now this is Phil, that wasn't a shoulder charge because Cleary's wearing a Panthers jersey, Gould, making incredibly sensible suggestions. The world has gone mad. Jared Warrior Hargraves got sin-binned again, and let's face it, I hate the Roosters and I hate JWH. I've always had a little guarantee with myself that if he can go a month without getting sin-binned, I will go a month without drinking. (laughs) Thus far, my liver hates him, but uh, the happy part of me is very happy. Finally to New Zealand, where they have put their hand up for the grand final. Now, I was against this until I realised that it's New Zealand. So the halftime entertainment is either going to be crowded house, meh, she had, hell yeah, perhaps we could watch hobbits playing rugby league, or my vote would be the greatest scenes for once were warriors reenacted. That would make me a happy camper. Have a great week. If anyone knows about dummies, it's Biro and T-Dog. Brought to you by thedrunkensoberchronicles.com. Well, if anyone asks you where you heard that Jared Wairia Hargraves just signed a new three-year deal with the Sin Bin, tell them the Dummy M podcast with B-Row and T-Dog is where you heard it. Make sure you check us out on Spotify. Please do give us a follow. And very lucky today, T-Dog, joined by another stand-up comedian from Sydney. Now, Rob Andrews, I have met on multiple occasions, and he has just done pre-COVID a one-man show called Rob Andrews Allergic to Salad, and he joins us today. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. Good. I'm a bit bored sitting here in Penrith in isolation, but I'm 
fantastic otherwise. Oh, so you're actually in isolation? Well, all of not not like personally, but all of Penrith is pretty much. Right, and is that just to stop people from like punching on, or is this actually COVID related? I think it's to protect the rest of Sydney. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, look, look at where they've isolated. They've isolated Fairfield, Blacktown, and Penrith. Now you can't tell me that's just stuff to protect everyone else. <laughs> Coming from Blacktown, that touches and warms my heart, mate. <laughs> Obviously, living in Penrith, buddy. Uh, I guess we'll ask up front: Are you a Penrith Panther supporter? I sure am. I've been a Panther supporter ever since Mark Guy came to our primary school to teach us about tackling and passing and abusing authority figures. That's oh, been wow. Good. I'll tell you what, his tackling technique would have been uh, long to teach. I think it was just uh, coat hanger around the head from memory for Mark Guy. Yeah, it was aim high. It was definitely aim high. Yeah, for sure. And then abuse the ref when he copped you on it. That was the Mark Guy technique. I miss those days, though. They were the good days. Some of my best memories were sitting at Penrith Stadium um, calling Gary Jack lolly legs. That's a deep burn when you're seven years old, lolly legs. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you first become... You mentioned that he came to primary school. So what, are we talking the 80s, 90s, roughly whereabouts, Rob? This would have been the 80s. Um, he came along a very, very young... Brad Fittler came along as well. Wow. Yeah, nice. I think it would have been 88, 89, maybe. So you jumped um, on the bandwagon... No, just in time for their, for oh, their yeah. grand final win of 91. Yeah, that's right. I mean, but I mean, these were the good days. These were the days I remember going to Panther Stadium and watching Brad Fittler vomit in the middle of the field at the start of the game. So, <laughs> what he did the, the night before, but yeah, those were the good days, man. Oh, awesome. I could have a guess. I reckon. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd only take one guess. <laughs> Yeah, and you could, and you wouldn't get kicked out for stuff. I used to, uh, when Ryan Girdle was playing, I used to yell out that I wanted to have his babies. Um, <laughs> he used to turn and give me a thumbs up every time I said it too. So, Girds, if you're ever listening, I'm married, but I'm still fertile. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, he he's definitely listening. Trust us, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they all are. <laughs> One of our five <laughs> listeners. Now, Rob, you have a solution because I can hear in your voice that you're upset about how the game has changed, but you were sort of confiding in me earlier that you've got a solution to help fix the game. Tell us all about it, mate. I do, and this came from me watching. I like to watch the the local kids play, which sounds really creepy now that I say it out loud. Um, but no, I like to watch the, the, the local games, and I was watching this pasty. It would have been like 15 years old with glasses, pasty-looking kid. He was the ref for this. What was it? Under sevens, maybe under eights game. And he was getting smacked by every parent. Was just, he was just copping it. Every parent was screaming at this kid, right? And I thought, he needs some sort of recourse. And I think every referee should have one tackle per game. Oh. They should be allowed one, one tackle anytime they want at their discretion per game. If you're giving it to the 15-year-old kid, he's allowed to just coat hanger your 18-year-old little you know, turd of a kid sometime during the game. It doesn't have to be legal. It can just be no. a tackle. He could spear tackle your child. I think that would be well stop a lot of problems. <laughs> and you think if really we do. brought this into the NRL that this would help the game? Yes. Can you imagine Pappenhausen? Um, first of all, that's the most Nazi name I've ever heard in rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he should be in World War One with one of those... Um, Biplanes. Those moustaches. Von yeah. Pappenhausen. Yeah. Anyway, so you, you can imagine him sprinting up. He breaks the line. He's sprinting up. And at the very last moment, he gets ankle tapped by the touch judge. How funny would that be? <laughs> uh, I've got to challenge you on that one because if it's Melbourne, I mean, obviously the one tackle is going to be the ref on Cameron Munster every game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you know, if it's Melbourne, don't the refs work for them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think it's a great idea and I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm, I want more biff. I want more of this sort of stuff back in the game. We all do. Mm. The, the, one, the one problem that the refs are going to have in the NRL is the – 
In the NRL, they're so much bigger than the refs. So there is a problem that the ref tries to tackle a footy player and he just, you know, palms you off like it's nothing. So I reckon the ref's allowed to make that tackle within any 24-hour period um, <laughs> whenever the game's on. Oh, so it could be like at the shopping so, centre or <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. at <laughs> the pub. Right. So he comes home, he opens his car, he opens his cupboard up to get changed, the ref's in there and just smashes him. Yeah. That's just something like that. I think that'd be good. I think we really need to yeah. start cutting up some of the ideas put forward on this podcast yes. and sending it to the NRL. Being in lockdown, Rob, um, are you getting lots of time to write new jokes, you know, create new material, or are you just like, ugh, Groundhog Day, another day in lockdown? Well, I'm writing a lot of new jokes, and I, I test them out on my wife, who has now moved to another country to avoid them. <laughs> um, but... Rob, mate, where can people check yeah. out your stuff? I'm often at the uh, Bat and Ball Facebook as well. Rob, I'd like to wish you yeah. um, farewell and, and stay safe, but I don't need to say that because of where you live, obviously. Once again, the rest of Sydney's being protected from you, isn't it? It is, yes. And uh, you wait until the lockdown's over. We're going to come out. Don't worry, we'll be out shanking once again. Right. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. See you guys. Have a good one. If you think that sledging shouldn't see a player dropped, in fact, should see them elevated, then the Dummy M podcast is right up your alley. It's B-Row with T-Dog. And T-Dog, we're into the second nominee for Dummy M winner of the week. And who is it? Our second nominee is Kane Evans from the Warriors. Now, he was involved in a little dust-up. Is that what it was? Yeah, a bit of a brouhaha. All right, well, let's listen to it from Fox Sports Live. Just lost the ball up over the shoulder. He apologises to his teammates, but now they have to tackle. And inside their own half. And there's a couple of lefts thrown by Kane Evans. Guess who they were aimed at? See what starts to too short. You weren't very well directed, but clenched fist, lunging forward. It's a it's a punch. We know what Will Chambers does. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. We'll just listen to the ref here. Have the bin, mate. Off you go. Go on. Off you go, mate. Keep going. Now, there's two things there. Number one, already the commentators are pointing out this guy's horrible technique, like awful, awful boxing technique. But I actually think I had to cut that short, but I swear the ref then said, get off because that's the worst punch I've ever seen in the history of, of people on this sport. Did you hear the excitement in the commentator's voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'd been crying out to, for a bit of violence. Like We yeah. just spoke to Rob Andrews about it and... Uh, we finally get to see some, and he delivered that. Like, that seriously wouldn't knock the skin off a custard. It was just two of the weakest left hands you have ever seen. We know that you can't punch in rugby league anymore, and he delivers that. Yeah. If you're going to do it, make it worthwhile, Kane. If you're going to get in trouble, you hear, you're like, it's the old saying, you know, might as well be hung for a sheep as for a lamb, and at least he should have put a solid jet. Like, just from a boxing point of view, his right hand was down, his elbow was out, he pushed, he didn't put his body weight behind it, and his hand was sort of slightly open. And I actually, it was terrible, terrible technique. I mean, I remember when the Logan and Jake Paul, those YouTubers said, we're going to become professional boxers, and I laughed at them. I owe you two an apology right, <laughs> right now, because that was, this guy's an athlete. Oh, oh, it was terrible. It just, it, he should have got three weeks added on to whatever he's getting <laughs> just for his terrible technique. I agree, absolutely. But I've got to say, mate, in his defence, I think when he goes to the judiciary, there's no way they can charge him for throwing a punch. Like, <laughs> was that terrible? <laughs> well, we're joined by comedian The Burn Unit once again with his Supercoach segment, so let's have a listen. Come on, that's ridiculous. Comments from the Supercoach. There's got to be an investigation into this. this has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Comments from the Supercoach. And I'll have all the critics all saying I'm a whinger. When Wayne comes to town, if he thought with his big head rather than his little head, I wouldn't have had to rebuild the joint. Oh, joke from the Supercoach. 
Hello and welcome to comments from the super coach. I am the burn unit this week We're looking at hookers Not the bubble buddy type but the type who is the first to dive on loose balls Doesn't mind being lifted beyond the horizontal and has a high completion rate They're not concerned about downward pressure copying a facial dealing with a flop giving loose head and feed milking penalties off loads show and goes and second efforts actually they're a lot like bubble buddy hookers only one decision to make this week harry grant or victor radley to replace reed marnie grab a coin and give it a toss another thing hookers are great at burn unit out you're listening to the dummy m podcast brought to you by the biggest dummies around biro and t-dog if you thought that Xavier Coates made it back into the Broncos squad this week because Kevy Walters drew his name out of a hat, then you're on board with B-Row and T-Dog on the Dummy M podcast. And we have lots of sponsors on this show. Uh, yeah, we have to fight them off with a stick. Uh, and we do have a new sponsor this week. Uh, why don't you tell us all about it, T-Dog? Well, it's actually very topical at the moment. It's Clint Gutherson's manager. Oh, okay. Yes. All so, right. I want to hear what this person has to say. Well, funnily enough, he'll let you know right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Does your club have a player who changes hairstyles more often than your missus whose sister is a hairdresser? <laughs> Bet you don't. Hi, I'm Clint Gutherson's manager, here to make you an amazing deal on this once-in-a-lifetime player. Okay. Yeah. In this current era of Snapchat, Instagram and TikTok, you need to freshen up your team's look more regularly than week to week. You need to do it day to day, and no one changes their look more than Mr. Clint Gutherson. I'd agree with this. Okay. Yeah. He will make your team the talk of the town when sporting his ponytail on Monday, his man bun on Tuesday, his rat's tail on Wednesday, his shaved head on Thursday, his three-day growth on Friday, and his beard on Saturday and Sunday, before he starts a whole new look on Monday. <laughs> if your club needs an image change, then Gutho is your man, and you can get him for a measly $1 million. Wow, this Cheap sounds like a bargain. <laughs> Not only will you get a great player, you'll also get a fashion icon and a creative hairstyle enthusiast who is not afraid to combine a rat's tail and a mullet to make the most sought-after haircut in Western Sydney, the rullet. Or as ladies call it out there, my baby daddy's haircut. So visit thedrunkensoberchronicles.com today to start your bidding. NRL clubs, you better hurry though, because if you don't snap him up, Vidal Sassoon will. Mate, he could be a model. I've got to say, he could go out there and be a hair model. He, he's not, uh, well, I don't know if I should comment on hair. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> me either. But I've got to say, he's been copping a lot of flack this week about the $1 million price tag. And I want to be fair here on Gutho, right? Because you've got to break it down. What he's really asking for, right? $750,000 for footy. And $250,000 for, like, all these hair care products. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in Melbourne and you were angry that New Zealand tried to steal the grand final from you, that you tried to steal from Queensland, who tried to steal it from New South Wales, then I give to you a triple sucked in. It is the Dummy M Podcast with B-Row and T-Dog. Make sure when you're on Spotify, do give us a follow, and you can check every week, see who is the Dummy M winner of the week. And we're up to our third nominee. Who's the dummy for our third go, buddy? From the Sharks, we've got Will Chambers. 
Right. Now, he was involved, because we were talking about Kane Evans as our second nominee, he was involved in that little brouhaha, as you called it. Uh, is this what this is about? Well, first of all, was he involved or did some air just happen to pass, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pass his face? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did some sledging and apparently got pretty personal, pretty heavy. May have crossed a line to the point where I've read that Andrew Fafita, who plays with Will Chambers in the Sharks, is like... I'm not sure if I want to play with this guy. Okay. Well, I know on Fox Sports that they said that there was some repercussions, a bit of a fallout, and here's what they said. The Sharks have left Will Chambers out of their sight to take on the Knights on Sunday after a sledging incident during last weekend's loss to the Warriors. The Daily Telegraph's Dave Riccio told NRL tonight it's a case of Chambers being out of form rather than a disciplinary decision. Do you think that's true, T-Dog? That is 100% not true. Really? So no. he's, not, he's in form, he's playing well? For the Sharks, he's definitely <laughs> in their top 13, I'm telling you. Wow. Okay. And so, I mean, we talk a lot about we miss the Biff, okay? Now, we make a joke about it, but I guess the underlying current there is the fact that there was once a time when you could get that aggression out of your system and that we're becoming more and more politically correct. And to me, I see this as an evolution of that spread of political correctness. And look, I'm going to outright say it the feminization of our sport in that now or you can't say mean things well why that's the way that men talk to each other we talk to each other in a horrible fashion and it's funny because we we love it we enjoy it and so the idea that someone gets dropped for saying some mean words to me just it really sounds like that political correctness gone mad it comes down to optics i still believe it comes right. down to that so obviously the report is will chambers is sledged um, I don't believe it's actually come out what he's actually said. It was that personal or that graphic or, you know, it crossed the line. Mm. Um, and we're obviously trying to appeal more to the female side, as you mentioned. We've got the female rugby league kicking off very soon. Yep. Um, so they've got to be seen to be taking this pretty seriously. You know, now that I think about it, it was women in league or the women in rugby league week. So I guess perhaps there was some connection of that. And on that basis I can okay I kind of get it but if we're moving into the realm of you can't say mean things then aren't we then moving into the realm of well isn't tackling really hard mm. isn't that like people get hurt shouldn't we just turn it into a touch competition so, yeah and I think you've got to think of and they they use that term, oh what about the the mums down at the the footy on the Saturday taking their kids down the footy they don't want to hear the swearing or this they obviously didn't see my mum back in the day because she was the one doing the swearing yeah, from yeah, the sideline, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the head high <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I just want to point out a fact. I'm not sure, once again, I don't know what Will Chambers said, but I'm not sure if he's actually the sharpest tool in the shed. Right. Because word is now he actually wants to come and play for the Broncos. It's not April 1st, it's August. Yeah, You're I know. kidding me. There's a player out there who wants to go to the Broncos. So I've read this week, yes. Wow. What will Kevy do, though, if he says some naughty, nasty words <laughs> in the field? What will Kevy do? Um, he... Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm pretty pumped, actually. That'd be awesome to see him at the Broncos. So we've done Gutho's contract negotiations. We've done Kane Evans. We've just talked about Will Chambers. And we need to make a decision around who the Dummy M winner of the week is. On our Facebook page, uh, The Drunken Sober Chronicles, uh, Michael has said that it's got to be Gutho for sure. They'll, maybe they'll pay him a million dollars to cut off his man bun. Uh, Madigan said Gutho's manager. Okay, so it seems the two votes that we had this week were all about all Gutho-centric. But, T-Dog, you are this person. I'm into numbers and science and stuff. All right, who is the Dummy M winner of this week? B-Row, the public's calling for it, and it seems like Gutho's the man, or his manager's the man, or the Eels are the ones in the headlines, but to me, 
it's Kane Evans for throwing two of the worst, weakest punches you have ever seen. So Kane Evans, in the same game, mm-hmm. he got Simbin not once, but twice. I do like a two Simbin, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he faces a grade two contrary conduct charge. Okay. But even worse, he's actually been charged with dangerous contact. <laughs> To who? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> well, he certainly deserves it. Mate, all I can say to Kane Evans, go and get a Michelle Bridges DVD, you know, one of those box fit ones, and she'll at least teach you a half-decent jab, buddy. Uh, we are joined, as always, by league journalist Wally Sattler. Now, that is Sattler with three Ts, and he's here to tell us once again what's wrong with the game today. G'day, Wally Sattler here. Let's talk about the greatest week grand final of all time. It's the 1973 Sharks versus Sea Eagles in a street fight that sometimes broke out into a game of rugby league. Cronulla's import, time Tommy Bishop, took offence to one of the referee's calls over excessive fighting and headbutted the referee to the ground. Bozo Fulton at that stage pulled a knife on Steve Rogers and in a stabbing frenzy murdered four Sharks players and two ball boys. The broadcast was in black and white, so the viewing public had no idea and nobody cared. What happened on the game? Stayed on the game, it was on the field. Stayed on the field. And after two police came onto the field to question some of the players about a knifing incident that occurred earlier, another two cops got stabbed. It was a grand final, it was violent. It was all about putting smiles on the kiddies' faces and setting a great example of how the game should be played, violently and with weapons. Fast forward to today's game, a game with no violence or stabbing, just two-point goals kicked by a bunch of pansies. Something to do with, I don't know, the sensitive types who drink pims and wear shirts with a collar. They just don't want it to be rugby league anymore. Anyway, the final score of that game was 10-7 Manly, or it might have been to the Sharks. But all it was, was about celebrating everything that's good about Australia. I'm Wally Sattler. The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about. If you're as curious about Nathan Cleary's adult acne as we are, the Dummy M Podcast is where you need to be. It's B-Row and T-Dog. Make sure when you're on Spotify, do give us a subscribe, a follow, and see every week who is the Dummy M winner of the week. Now, Kane Evans has taken out the solo spot. Congratulations, buddy. But T-Dog, you are our resident mathematician. We need to find out what's happening in the team update of the Dummy M. It's getting a lot tighter at the top, Mm B-Row. Word is spreading, obviously, and teams are really working their best to try and climb up this ladder. Okay. So in fourth place, uh, Collins has the Roosters, and they're on 58. Mm -hmm. Third place, Barnsley's Bulldogs are on 59, so just one point different there. Mm -hmm. Then we got Beck's Raiders on 61, so that's a two-point gap. Now, Ricky's Dragons, they're still in front. Wow. Yeah, they're still there, 64, but the gap is now only three. So you think back all those weeks ago, six or seven weeks ago, when they earned the Mitchell Pierce, yep. the 14 points for that one. Yep. You know, Paul Vaughan losing his job, that was another 12-pointer. Yeah, wow. So they had a really – but now the gap's only three. So if we subtract – let's just say we subtract 25 off there. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. what does that put – where would that put them actually roughly on the ladder? Um, 
made their sit in third last. Yeah. Third, fourth last. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So one house party at Shell Harbour and then a sacking has put them out in front once again. I think this is week six, is it not, where they've St George have taken it out. Yeah. So what did they do this week? Was it all penalties again? What's the thing that they did? Did they do something silly? Or? No, no. For them, it was... Um Nothing silly for them. It was, this week's big movers were the Roosters. Okay. Yeah, so they, um, not to no one's surprise, had someone at the judiciary this week. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. comes down to two, doesn't it? Yeah. It's Jared or it's Crichton. Yes, it's Angus yeah, Crichton. Exactly yeah. right. They're, yeah, so uh, you're guaranteed to see one of them at the judiciary. You know, so <laughs> I think they even might be naming a wing after them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Well, mate, uh, any plans for the week? What's happening with you in, uh, out in the world? Uh, played a bit of golf today mm-hmm. and then uh, bought my daughter a trampoline. Okay. Yeah, so I'm now turning into that dad that's going to put the trampoline together. I'm, I have serious concerns that there will be a lot of swearing going on. My two-year-old daughter will then obviously repeat what I'm going to say. Yep. Uh, definitely don't want anyone to record it and upload it because it would just be embarrassing. Uh, yeah, so putting up a trampoline for my daughter and then just enjoying some family time. There's no UFC for us to watch tomorrow. Okay. So I've actually got a Sunday at home where I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Put together a trampoline now can i ask is it one of those ones that's got walls around it i think you can only buy those these days really? yeah long gone do you remember the days where you'd fall down the crack yeah. and you'd break an arm but yeah. you just put a band-aid on it and get yeah. back up or the metal would be so hot that you'd burn you'd burn <laughs> yeah, your leg yeah, on yeah. it yeah. <laughs> oh god those were the days Mate, will you have yourself a fantastic week? Uh, we are joined once again by Mick Meredith. Now, if you want to check out Mick's songs, you can go and see them at mickmeredith.bandcamp.com uh, and you can pick his songs up there. Uh, we do have a bit of an explicit one today, T-Dog. Uh, it is the beer anthem and it features the F word a little bit, which is all well and good, just giving you a bit of a warning. Uh, so, mate, everybody out there, have yourselves a fantastic week. And here is comedian Mick Meredith once again helping us out with a song, Beer Anthem. It makes you a pretty good dancer You'll do the nut bush with no fear Oh dear It's amber, black or brown Drink it slow or chug it down Yeah, we're talking about beer I love beer, get it near I drink it until I get weird I drink it for fun, I will drink every one of you Bring them all here, don't pout, it's your shout Get an ale, a lager, a stout A pilsner, a porter, just get me an order of Sweet, wonderful beer, sweet fucking beer From a chandelier. Oh, dear. It's made from mold hops and yeast. Add some water, then you've got a feast. It's beer o'clock. Yeah, it's time for a beer. I love beer. Is that clear? If you drink it, then you shouldn't steer. Not a car or a plane or a horse or a train. Hail a cab so you can drink beer. Beer is great, it makes you relate Helps you talk shit when you're with your mates Drink it all, not a segment
that makes teenage kids pregnant That's beer, sweet family beer Sweet fucking beer Beer, beer, beer Sometimes I indulge in wine Vodka, bourbon, scotch, you're all fine Not this time, cause I prefer beer Fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer I much prefer beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer, fucking beer So commandeer me a beer Drink it without saying cheers. After a hard day of work, sometimes makes me a jerk. That's bad beer, sweet naughty beer. There's no drought, I know it's my shout. I'll get an ale, a lager, a stout. A pilsner, a porter, I'll say no to water, just beer. Sweet, wonderful 